A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep with Dr. Ishan Xu. Let's improve sleep quality and live a healthy life together. Let's go deep into sleep. And now, please welcome your host, Ishan. Hi, everyone. This is Ishan again. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep, Episode One. So today I want to share with you all why I choose to become a sleep specialist. First, it starts when I was a child. So I grew up in China, and when I was younger, there's no such knowledge about psychology, and no one really talk about sleep medicine. So I never actually thought sleep is a subject to study. Or I never even know it could be studied. But I start observing that my dad always snores. I remember so vividly that when I was a child, my dad would snore quite a lot every night, very loudly. I can hear him from another room within the house. So I always find it was annoying, but when I talk to other friends, they said, "Well, my dad snores too." So for quite a long time, I always thought, "Oh, snoring actually is a normal phenomenon, and there's nothing special about that. Somebody just snores, some doesn't. Like I don't snore. I never snored,、um, unless I'm really tired. I may snore a little bit." But some people they don't snore at all. So, but I was always puzzled. I never know the answer, and there's no one for me to ask. My dad himself is a doctor, although he's not a sleep doctor. So no one knows. Oh, sleep actually, there are signs behind it. There's a lot more. Like snoring is much more than snoring. No one knows that. So when I was young, also I had nightmares. In China, people can be very superstitious. In ancient time, in China, there was someone very famous. He wrote a book to explain all the dreams. When we dream,、uh, in a superstitious way, the way he explained it in his book is: if we dream about certain things. Then it can predict certain things could happen. For example, if we dream about being bitten by a dog, then something bad may happen in our life for the next several days. Or if we are dreaming about falling down from a cliff or falling down from somewhere high, and then I we either wake up or not. But if we remember that dream. Then that means we may meet someone who are mean or not that nice to us in the next few days, something like that. Back then, a lot of people believed that, 
As a child, I knew nothing. I was like, "This is fascinating. How do you know?" So I would read about that, and I would try to see whether it becomes true. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But most people would think about, "Oh, what what my dream means? I had a weird dream, or I had a nightmare. Is this bad?" I even remembered when I grew up. Even like、uh, several years ago, one day I dreamed about losing one of my teeth. I was so scared, so I went online and check that person's book. Now it's all like online. You can check if you dream this, what that means in ancient Chinese superstitious way. And he explained that oh, you're gonna lose a family member. I was so scared. But at the same time, as a psychologist, I was like, "Hold on, this is not science." So I went to check what Freud would say about dream, and his explanation is totally different. Something like losing a teeth actually can mean, in his book or in his way of explanation. Uh, it could mean that something that bothering you and blocking you turned out to be loose, and some kind of obstacle in your way gonna get removed. It actually could be something positive. So after having both this negative explanation and this potential positive explanation, I felt much better, much more balanced. I still called my parents, called my family member, try to figure out whether anything bad happened. Turns out nothing. So dreaming can be so fascinating. I always think about oh, dream is some some kind of way to reflect our subconscious thought, or maybe someone's dream can predict certain things, things that we don't know of. But after learning more about sleep. I realize, oh, there's other things there about dream. Actually, dreaming, and everyone dream, even if we don't remember. And actually, dreaming is so important, so necessary for our health, for our cognitive ability, for our memory, and for a lot of things. Like there are recent research research about. Ah,、uh, how napping can be helpful for memories, things like that, all popping up that I never thought about before. So when I thought about sleep before, I always thought about if we cannot sleep, then we have to take a sleeping pill, right? If we cannot sleep, it's a problem. And how we can sleep again? Well, maybe a medication can help. And the funny thing is, if you go to ask people who sleep very well, that what is a good recipe for a good night of sleep, they may say nothing. You just sleep. You just go to bed and fall asleep. But if you ask those people who cannot sleep well, who suffers from some kind of sleep disorder, especially insomnia, you ask them, what are some good tips about You know, getting a good night of sleep, they would give you a lot of a lot of tips, recipes, and 
different things. They think, oh, this can help with sleep. Maybe try that. But the fact is, even if they try all these different methods, they may still suffer from insomnia, or they may still have problems with sleep. Why? Why people sleep so well? They don't have a recipe, but people sleep poorly. They do have so many many ways. I think the key point is the control. We all tend to control our sleep. We want to always think that sleep can be controlled. If we do something to regulate it, then we can sleep well. And if we don't sleep well, then we have to do something. We either eat a sleeping pill, or melatonin, or something, or we change pillows. We do all these things in order to control the sleep. Does it work? No. For a lot of people, actually, the more we want to control sleep, the worse sleep gets. How funny, huh? So, I never really thought about that until I entered the field of sleep to get more training into it. When I interviewed at the Stanford Sleep Center long time ago, I never know there's a thing about sleep training for one year. Just learn about sleep, just to treat sleep disorders. I was like, why we need a year or more to learn about sleep? So after I learned more about sleep, I started realizing actually treating insomnia does not necessarily relies on medication. Actually, we don't have to take something to knock ourselves off in order to fall asleep. So we don't have to control our sleep. Instead, if we are able to let it go, if we are able to trust our body to sleep, change our sleep habit, and to learn more about sleep knowledges, and then we don't feel as anxious about sleep, then we won't control sleep as much, and magically we can fall asleep faster, and we can stay asleep. And we don't wake up that early. All the symptoms of insomnia will be gone slowly. And the method for it, called cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, so it's CBTI. And the successful rate for treating insomnia of that method is more than seventy-five percent. All across America, different sleep centers, different research studies. That's the rate of success. That's amazing. Also, after learn more and more about sleep, I start realizing that wow, if we have excessive daytime sleepness, that means if we fall asleep behind the wheel often, if we fall asleep. During important meetings, often, no matter how hard we try, no matter how much we sleep at night, if we cannot control our ourselves and just keep on nodding off, maybe 
there are something more happening than just lack of sleep. Maybe it's not that we are not sleeping enough the night before, or the several nights before. Maybe it's something more. For example, sleep apnea. And regarding, especially for sleep apnea, I have learned that snoring is definitely not normal, and not healthy. So I start worried about my dad after learning all this. Guess what? First thing within the first year of me learning about sleep is to go back to China, take my dad to a sleep center, do a sleep study. And of course, he was diagnosed with sleep apnea because he snored so bad. And I bought him a CPAP machine. I forced him. I encouraged him. <clears throat> not force, even though I tried to use CPAP machine. Well, it was quite a battle. He did not like it. It was not comfortable. And we tried. We tried and stopped and tried and stopped. I'm still trying right now to help him using it as much as、uh, he can. So after learning all that, I also start noticing and be more sensitive to all those little signals about sleep. Even when I go out to friends' parties, go to dinners, go to lunch with friends, just hang out. When they talk about sleep, when they talk about You know, headache, dry mouth, as、uh, all kinds of different symptoms in the morning or during the daytime. Sometimes I was wondering, hmm, what this is? Is your sleep okay? Sometimes I would even suggest them, do you want to go to take a sleep study? And some of them did, and they did find something wrong or something not normal with their breathing when they're asleep. I also helped some of my therapy clients detect potential sleep problems early on. So I would say learning about sleep has helped me a lot, both in my personal life and my professional life. And I keep on finding it fascinating. I keep on learning new knowledge about sleep all the time. And sleep can be related to diet, health, cognitive ability, memory, and、um, exercise, our energy level, everything. I will interview more and more people. I will have conversations with entrepreneur, with doctors, with psychologist. We will talk more and more about sleep. It's a journey for me to learn more, and I also want share this journey with you all. I hope this information can help some of you out there and can give some of you hope that sleep is not hopeless. There are ways to deal with it, and there are good resources out there. There are successful stories with it. So I want use my experience and borrow other people's experience to spread the knowledge about sleep more and more. 
Welcome to subscribe our newsletter from our website, deepintosleep.co. I will send out tips, informations about sleep, and I will share sleep-related resources on the website and through the newsletter. Thank you for the journey together today, and I will see you next time. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia.